3: I am
1: awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Hade. Hey, to, all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and here with me is uh, Ogama and Zoe. We uh, discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, uh, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues.
3: This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Yes, they do. And hey, I just want to say we're live from Macho Hodor's uh, studios here in the Twin Cities. Uh, we got ogama up in the deep north, which we like to call it, and... Um, it's the first day of spring, and also it's Ho-Chunk Founders Day, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get too crazy and I start talking and talking and talking, we're going to get with the news with Ogama that you don't hear anywhere else. Welcome, Ogema, as always. That's kind of your name, as always. Hey, uh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I, I, I just realize I say that every time. Sorry.
2: No, that's okay. I, I, I'll take it. It uh, means good things, right? So, um, buju Anin Relatives, I'm Ogamaka I am a citizen of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota, and I am here in uh, north-central Minnesota as well. And I want to talk a little bit about how you can get involved uh, to flood the courts for water protectors who are facing charges from the action they took to protect Mother Nature, water, and earth, Uh, During the Stop Line 3 pipeline construction, uh, there's many ways that you can help online and in person, uh, the most soon of which is this Thursday, March 23rd from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can flood the court for Aiken County uh, for water protectors. There's dozens of water protectors who are going to be on Zoom back to back uh, for Rule 8 and motion hearings all day long, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central on Zoom. The Zoom room number is one six one zero nine eight eight six four seven. Passcode five nine five five six four. That'll get you into the Zoom room to protect or to um, to back up water protectors who protected uh, the water and the land here in uh, North Central Minnesota uh, throughout the Line Three um, uh, construction. Um, there's also going to be um, Excuse me. Sorry. That one's online through the Aiken County Courthouse. And then on Friday, March 31st, starting at 9 a.m. Central, in person at the Aiken County Courthouse is going to be the Flood the Courts in Person, uh, where water protectors are going to be uh, facing trial. It's uh, Aiken County District Court on 2nd Street Northwest, room 242A in Aiken, Minnesota, March 31st, starting at 9 a.m. You can show up in support of Stop Line 3 defendants during several contested did omnibus hearings throughout the morning. And I know usually these uh, events are really great. There's a lot of solidarity. There's people who are sometimes bringing breakfast and coffee and making sure that everybody is, you know, feeling connected and supported uh, throughout the process. Not just those who are uh, going to trial, but those who have come to support them are uh, important as well. Uh, Tuesday, April 4th at 9 a.m., you can go and support Don Goodwin and Winona LaDuke in person. Um, Water Protector, um, Dawn Goodwin, does invite you to support, support her in person in Aiken County and to join inside the courtroom during her hearing starting at 9 a.m., um, defending herself for resisting Embridge's Toxic Line 3 oil sands pipeline. If you can, bring artwork, bring friends, bring warm layers. Um, make sure that you're comfortable because April 4th is, uh, you know, here in Minnesota, is still not quite that warm, so you just want to make sure that you are dressed uh for the weather, but if you feel comfortable, wear formal court clothes, um, and hold defendants and all of those who are impacted by this, um, with awareness and sensitivity. So, um, there is a violence that is brought by courts and, uh, by the law that, uh, came to, um, you know, arrest and harm water protectors as they stood to, um, Protect land and water, and uh, that violence has continued to spread because these cases have been open for nearly two and a half years. Uh, Don Goodwin's case, especially. So, flood the courts and uh, show your support for her as well. Again, that's Aiken County on April 4th uh, from starting at 9 a.m. and uh, Winona LaDuke, I believe, will be in that as well. Also, Tuesday, April 4th, uh, you can support Tanya Abed for Zoom Court. Uh, That one is is uh, starting at 1.30 p.m. and online at the Aiken County Courthouse. That meeting ID is 161 8647 Passcode, again, is five nine five five six four. Update your name and click on your profile picture. Um, some name ideas include supporter, defendant, supporter, court observer, observer. And, uh, you know, make sure your profile picture is uh, something that uh, backs up these water protectors as well. Wednesday, April 5th, Tara Houska has an in-person motion hearing at 30 p.m. That is also at Aiken County. You can show your support for Tara Houska by showing up in person on that day to support her and uh, her stand that she has taken in the Line 3 pipeline resistance. Um, it's an in-person motion hearing, and if the motions to dismiss are denied, Hauska uh, will face a jury trial in early May. Uh, So those are definitely some things that you want to uh, talk about. There's a continuance announcement for uh, Water Protector BA Grandma, uh, who would have had an in-person jury trial in Clearwater County later this month, but that has been continued due to a scheduling conflict by the prosecutor, and the jury has postponed until May 8th. And then Firelight uh, Campment has an upcoming trial, and uh, make sure you follow Firelight Camp on their new Instagram account and check out the launch of their website and save the date for their jury trial, which is uh, upcoming May 8th through 12th. So those are some of the updates that you definitely want to have to support and continue uh, the fight against Line 3 here in Minnesota. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to talk about in news today uh, came out from the uh, Daily Press. Uh, Cheekbone Beauty is an Ojibwe-owned makeup company. And, uh, they gave $300,000 back to their community. Uh, Jennifer Harper, who's the CEO and creator of Cheekbone beauty products, uh, spoke to people on International Women's Day, and uh, she gave money back to her community after her vegan products, which are now carried by Sephora and JCPenney, um, are, uh, you know, hitting mainstream, and people are getting really um, excited about these products. Um, I'm pretty excited about these products. They use only biodegradable raw ingredients, and uh, she started the company out of her basement, and she gives back to uh, charity and makes sure that her employees get a living wage and, uh, the company works with fair trade suppliers. Um, so she just makes sure that her, um, company and the people that are working for her and the people that are working to build those products for her are taken care of, um, in, in the way that things, uh, need to be. Um, so that is so exciting and, uh, it looks like she's also opened her own, uh, laboratory to work, um, with it's called Raven Indigenous Capital Partners, um, and it is to make sure that they can employ uh, scientists and have a lab as well for for makeup, um, which is I mean everybody should feel comfortable in their own skin, and uh, makeup is a fun way for people to express their confidence and um, you know work on you know, self-healing and, uh, self-confidence. So really excited to see those things, uh, coming up. I don't know about you, Zoe, but I'm about to go order me some new lipstick. Uh, you can find it at cheekbonebeauty.com.
1: I need some, uh, base for my, uh, my, <laughs> Just throw that out there. All right. Well, Ogamon, thanks. For- <laughs> Thanks for the news, as always. Just a kind of an update. I might be getting an update uh, in the next segment uh, of what's going on down at the the rooftop uh, news conference, and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit of that if I get a uh, if I get an update. Um, so we're going to check into that. There's things going on. It looks like uh, Joe Vitel sent me an update, so we'll we'll discuss that a little bit, and then also talk about Founders Day in uh, in Ho Chunk Nation here, which. Uh, as you all know, I'm a member and uh, I like to say a citizen of Ho Chunk Nation. Correct. All right, hey. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us stay with us. Yogama, great job. Native American rights are on the ballot April 4th. Vote for Judge Janet Protasiewicz. She values Wisconsin's tribes as sovereign nations and recognizes Native rights with fairness and integrity. Judge Janet understands the importance of issues such as missing and murdered indigenous women, treaty rights, and hunting and gathering. We deserve someone that knows these things matter. In-person early voting begins March 21st. Check your municipality's early voting schedule at vote.wisdoms.org or call the Voter Protection Hotline at 608-336-3232. You can register to vote at the polls on Election Day with a photo ID and proof of residence. Your tribal ID can be used as a photo ID to vote. Stand up for your people. Vote for someone who will stand up for you and stand up for Native rights. Vote for Judge Janet Protasiewicz for Wisconsin Supreme Court.
5: Paid for by the Democratic
0: Party of Wisconsin as an in-kind to Janet for Justice.
3: Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This segment of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, Ogama and Zoe, before I get going here on uh, just filling everybody a little bit about uh, Ho-Chunk Founders Day, there's a there's an update here, and uh, I'm just going to read a little bit here, and then uh, we can discuss it a little bit, and how important this is. But uh, East Phillips won a favorable ruling uh, that stayed the demolition of the roof depot. The East Phillips Neighborhood Institute, EPNI, was required to pay a $10,000 bond, and this holds a restraining order on the city of Minneapolis, not allowing them to demolish the building. Community members fear the demolition exposes residents to toxic arsenic, and the city plans to bring hundreds of trucks into the Little Earth community. EPNI is growing its strength and uh, aligning itself with unions, environmental activists, They are also pursuing state dollars and ask for legislators to support HF 2093 and SF 1803. Ogamon, Zoe, uh, that sounds like pretty good news.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's could you tell us one more time what those uh, those call letters were for the um, House and the Senate?
1: The legislature uh, support HF-2093 and SF-1803.
2: Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm excited to take a look at those and to, um, you know, hear what happens with this because I know that the East Phillips community is really in need of this, and to hear that they have uh, legislative support and ongoing support all over is just really great.
1: Yeah. I wonder how they came up with the $10,000, Zoe. <laughs> For the bond.
2: yeah i was
3: listening a little bit to the to the live stream because you know they're having their com- their press conference right now um the same time as the show and um they were just talking about how they've been able to raise money through people being very generous and outside organizations too i believe and one of the people that was just talking I found this interesting um was talking about you know they're just trying to lawyer up you know, get themselves represented well enough so that they have a chance to fight the city on this um, just catastrophic project that they're trying to push through. And um, one of the people speaking was just saying that, you know, um, the city has uh, like literally tied up like all the consultants, like all the consultants in the in the metro area are like contracted with the city or involved with the city in some way. So it's a conflict of interest so they won't work with Um, you know, the East Phillips neighborhood um, folks. So they're having to go outside of the metro area to find consultants to help them, um, you know, defend themselves. And it seems like they do have some lawyers that are doing really great work for them and they're doing it at, you know, reduced rates, um, which is pretty incredible.
1: Well, you know, Zoe and, uh, I I just, thought the whole thing, uh, With uh, the arsenic um, tearing the raising the buildings and uh, all that flying around and uh, and then the idling of trucks. I mean, sometimes you know, you guys are going to think I'm really weird because you've been over to Wendy and I' our house. Uh, If the wind's blowing a certain way and there's planes uh, tax or not or uh, on the runway at the airport, which is you know a good ten minutes away from me. Um, uh, I can smell that exhaust over here. If the wind's blowing right, and they have idling planes, they sound like uh, uh, service planes with the propellers and stuff like that. And you can hear them idling from way, way, way a distance. But you can, if the wind's blowing in the right way, you can kind of smell that. So I can't even imagine living across the street from that. No.
3: What- yeah, with so hun- with
1: hundreds of cars, and you're in Minneapolis now. How far you're you're quite aways from there now, Zoe?
3: Um, yeah, I'm you know near Powderhorn Park, so it's just really, really, really close. I mean, it's in our backyard too, and I'm just kind of astounded that this feels like such a like an issue that's um you know affecting a, a specific area of the Twin Cities, but I'm just like, there's so many surrounding areas where you know, white folks live too. like, I feel like they should be just as much of up in arms about it as you know, we are, of course, they won't face the effects of it quite as much, but it's just going to affect a lot more people than I think people are willing to recognize, you know?
1: Well, and you know, um, we would say the same thing about water too. And, uh, the lack of support with that, um, <laughs> you know, Oguma, I'm I, Space
3: right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, and Ogama, you've been reporting the news here for a couple of years now, and I I feel like and this is just an editorial and I wanna see what you have to say, I feel like, you know, we, we got out of a a deep hole with this last uh federal election and now it seems like they're they're starting to dig some more little teeny holes, uh, the other party, and uh here we go again. Um this is the things that you know, catapulted Bernie uh, Sanders, and um, and a lot of the reason why people voted for Trump is because of this BS that's going on, this double standards and talking out of both sides of the mouth. But I hope I didn't answer your, my question to you. <laughs> I just went on a roll there. Sorry.
2: No, that's okay. I guess I'm not sure officially what your question is. Um
1: well, you've seen you've seen how you know the pendulum has switched. We're really upset with the red party, and now the blue party is gonna is doing the same thing. And it's almost uh, have you seen in the last year or so that after that victory, we uh, have now um, it's the pendulum swinging back, and our and our allies and uh, supposed of, uh, uh, parties are now you know wanting to put you know. Uh, uh things out in Alaska and uh you know and and
2: mm-hmm. yeah you know. no yeah the willow project and some of those other really devastating news uh things that we've had happen Uh, Coming out of the Biden administration, and even here um, with some of the Minnesota legislators, legislators too, um, you know, there's this really big push for green energy. uh, But that green energy comes at the cost of mining that's needing to be done to build those batteries for some things like solar and some other things like that. And um, you know, there's really there there's a future, you know, in things like uh, hemp and making batteries out of those types of things. And you know, we just don't have enough people talking about it, and definitely not enough government backing for it. Because, um, you know, I think that there's um, a lot more power concentrated within corporations than people realize as well. They have the power to lobby our legislators. They have more people who can call, uh, who have, you know, some, some push and pull with these people who are deciding things um, for us, for our communities. And um, it, it it's really it can make you feel powerless sometimes. Uh, but it's really important to recognize, you know, that we have these issues and, you know, there's that saying that the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird. Um, you know, it is okay that we, um, when we align with, you know, those, uh, politicians and people that we know that are doing good work that we support them and it's also okay that we raise our voices and we call out when we're seeing that double standard when those people that are there representing us have lied um i know one of those big examples was governor walls you know i i support governor walls and lieutenant governor flanagan but governor walls said before he was elected that he wasn't going to let line three come through and then you know some labor unions and some other places they lobbied and you know it it went through and it was a big letdown uh, to the native community that they worked so hard to garnish the vote from. And it really felt like a betrayal and we really need to take time to acknowledge those things so that we can move forward and build better relationships.
1: Yeah, totally acknowledge it. And one thing I want to remind everyone too, and we, we talk about uh, you know, walls is from a Republican area and has won as either a congressman at, at one time and now governor um, so like uh like Obama, he's a centrist, you know we were hoping Obama would stop a line uh a Dakota access pipeline, and we didn't hear from Obama for the six months. to nine months after mm-hmm. uh you know before his election ended, you know and so Paying attention, you know we have a uh klobuchar who's also a centrist that gets sixty eight percent of the vote here in this state and that's a that's a trick and a half itself so you gotta play politics and be really good at it and, and talk uh talk out of both sides of your mouth and all those all those fun things um so <laughs> uh i'm gonna just switch gears right now uh real quick here because uh we're gonna have a uh, bob blake on uh in the next segment i just wanted to really acknowledge founders day here ho-chunk nations founders day uh which uh, is observed today you know and on march 19th 1963 the wisconsin winnebago business committee was officially recognized by the u.s government in accordance with the federal indian recognition uh, reorganization act Uh, founder day is ho-chunk nations holiday to uh, recognize the committee and tribal members that helped establish our sovereign nation. And I just want to uh, read some names here. There's a picture that we should pop up real quick, but uh, one of them, they have Helen uh, Milner, this is Mary Natal, uh, Bernadette Talmadge, Richard Day, Lorraine Winishuk Angelo J. Lemire, James Smoke. Edward Littlejohn, and Wilbur Blackdeer, Robinson Johnson, Amos Kingsley, and Gilbert Lowe. Those are the people that really helped start out the nation. And I just wanted to uh, give them a shout out and um, wish everybody a whole chunk of Founders Day um, to everyone out in Wisconsin, Minnesota, you know, we uh, just have, just want to say that... Uh, you know, our oral tradition uh, that we've had always been here, and more likely we always will be here. Our history is not told in history books, but spans back beyond possibly three ice ages. The ho Chungra have traditional lands that go from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, and Illinois. So happy, happy Ho-Chunk Founders Day, and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash covidvaccine. ramseycounty.us covidvaccine.
0: Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
4: Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice.
2: What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about
4: pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on
2: Facebook or visit mn350.org.
4: Your Blue Line Extension project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line light rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale. Crystal, and Brooklyn Park and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from Your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org. Hello, Minnesota. This is Tom Hartman, and you can catch
2: me every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's smart radio for smart people.
0: Hi, this is Frank Brown, owner of Minuteman Press Uptown, Minnesota's only minority-owned union printing company. We have big news We've moved to North Minneapolis. Why did you move? As a black business owner, I wanted to be part of the North Minneapolis community to provide jobs.
3: Are there other reasons you moved
0: there? We have bigger new equipment and outgrew the other location.
3: What kind of new equipment do you have?
0: We have new equipment that allows us to print quality signage and banners. We also have a new inkjet printer, printing larger sheets, improving production efficiencies. Is the new location easy to find? It's not only easy to find. It's more convenient with plenty of parking. We are now located on Washington Avenue North off I-94 and the Dowling exit. So do you still print everything? We print more than everything. We have over 175 Google reviews with a five-star rating. Call 612-870-0777 or visit mpuptown.com. That's mpuptown.com. We print everything.
2: Over 98% of people who experience sexual harassment or sexual assault in the workplace choose not to report it. Whether it's the fear of retaliation, belief that a bystander will report it, or worry about career advancement, at MJSB Employment Justice, we help employees take a stand. I'm Bree Johnson, partner at MJSB Employment Justice, a 50% women-owned law firm. If you feel unsure what to do following sexual harassment, we will be your voice to speak your truth.
0: Be heard. You deserve better. Contact us today for a free consultation at mjsbjustice.com. With your AM 950 weather,
5: I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 24, then a chance of rain and snow on Tuesday with a high of 41. Cafe Latte is unlike any restaurant you've ever experienced. Grab a tray and pick from their award-winning selections of soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Cafe Latte, Victoria Street and Grand Avenue in St. Paul, or CafeLatte.com.
1: Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American Community Development Institute.
1: Right on. Yes, it is. Hey, we're here with uh, the solar bear with the solar news, and I see he's got his solar glasses on out there with the daylight savings time. Happy spring and happy uh, Ho-Chunk Founders Day there, Robert Blake from Red Lake. ho
5: ho that is just cool, man. It's the Founder's Day, Robert.
1: Yeah, for Ho Chunk Nation. Nineteen sixty three. Yeah, definitely. Right we, on. Well, we got some crazy stuff the president's doing out there. He's vetoing uh the retirement portfolio managers to weigh out environmental and social uh so so he vetoed the Republicans trying to to turn that over and uh I like the fact that I can pick who uh, my retirement is with, and uh, I left out a few banks that support pipelines. And and my uh, when when I uh, uh, worked out my uh, stuff with HR, hoa. Oh.
5: Well, you know, and I mean, isn't that shouldn't we have the ability to do that? Right? I mean, I mean, it's it's we're uh, supposedly we're in a free market system, Robert, and we shouldn't be steered one way or another with what we, what we can do with our money. And, you know, that's the other thing, right? Like that's, I mean, that's like voting, right? I mean, I think that, you know, we should be able to, you know, vote with our money and I mean, choose who we want to uh, manage our retirement accounts and invest in those companies that we feel are going to do what is right for, you know, our, our community and our environment.
1: Exactly. Hey, uh, you've been running around all the country here in Minnesota too, uh, spreading the solar word. How's that been going for you? I know you're a busy guy because, uh, I tried to text you and tell you a few jokes and sometimes it takes a while for you to get back to me. <laughs> with <a> <laughs> LOL.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I've been really busy with all this stuff. Um, And, you know, what's really, you know, we've got some really important things happen up at the legislature, uh, up at the state right now, um, with uh, community solar gardens, um, energy storage bills, uh, solar on schools, um, on public buildings, um, you know, um, we're also asking the state legislature to um, provide some money. For the brown fields, so like, meaning like old, like, you know, areas where we used to dump garbage at, turn those areas into solar gardens because they're not doing any good just being there. So, right. let's turn those, like, you know, brown fields into solar gardens and produce energy, and we could make use of those areas. So, Um, Those are some really important like legislative issues that are happening up at the state right now that um, Mincia, the Minnesota Solar Energy Industry Association, Fresh Energy, um, a lot of the same, you know, characters, I guess you would say that were uh, successful in passing the 100 100 percent clean energy bill are trying to uh, get these other initiatives passed while we have this uh, wonderful legislative body that's there for us.
1: Hey Robert uh six years ago, you were talking about solar uh panels on schools, and I thought that was brilliant and you could work it in an uh, industrial arts and uh make some panels and 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 just have it a uh, – you were talking about that a long time ago, and i 'm glad that it 's still out there and it sounds like it's uh it could be coming to fruition here
5: yeah well what 's really nice about it is that obviously because of the you know we got the we got the legislative bodies lined up the way they are right now no one could have seen that happen but um you know i i think that we've just seen in cases all around the country where school districts have you know decided to go green so to speak um are seeing the savings um you know in in their own building and with those savings i mean they're putting them towards teacher salaries and using them for after school programs early education I mean, there's so many things that are happening, um, you know, with this. And, and I just think that we just really need to go all out here in the state of Minnesota. Our kids are so important. Education is so important. Our teachers, I mean, they go beyond and above the call of duty every day. Um, and honestly, our children are our future. So I think that we just need to invest in them heavily, and um, which is why I've been pushing this for the last six years and i'm so happy to see that this is actually starting to happen and it was about six years ago i think we did that um maybe it was five years ago but we did that um we were really we were going to the the saint paul uh you know uh teacher meetings and to the um the district uh meetings and also minneapolis so it's really nice to see all this like actually coming to fruition now like you said robert and um it's been a it's been a lot of hard work, but I really do believe that the the kids are worth it and and you know we're we're only here for the next generation Robert
1: right on hey Allison has a question. she's in a condo building. Are there any programs or small condo associations out there? do you know of just off off hand I know we talk about the big farms and the in the tribal nations, but uh I thought I'd just quick ask you that seeing that Allison asked it,
5: yeah, great question Allison um so two things on that that's currently happening right now. First thing um, you can go ahead and um, you can subscribe to a solar garden. Okay. That is your choice as being a resident and being an XL customer. Um, if you're in, if you're in XL territory, um, I'm assuming you are, cause you're in a condo probably, but, um, and, and then the second thing is, is um, we currently right now up at the legislative, uh, we are working to be able to allow homeowners associations like condos and townhomes to allow renewable energy to allow solar for their for their uh for their um uh, residents. So that's another bill that is being currently heard right now, Robert, is um is the whole thing with the homeowners associations and allowing renewable energy and solar uh to be done to be put on top of the roofs for their for their um you know their residents so that's exciting that's that's something that's exciting that's happening right now currently
1: you know bob we again we've been you've been on the show for a long time and we've been talking about all these issues and it's great that it's coming to uh to fruition again but how can we push the government to support and i think that's financially support like hemp batteries and and batteries that uh can really uh, help things out here. So they're becoming more and more controversial, it seems like, uh, especially the other side, and everyone's talking about the batteries not being good for the environment, but, you know, it's getting out of fossil fuels is really good for the environment. But is there a, a mechanism? Because I know you, you've you been working side by side with the government and things have, and like the school rooftop thing, that's thing that sounded like a great idea of course the government would do it and now they're now they're looking into it
5: right i mean you know i am uh you know that's a great question robert and i think what it really comes down to fundamentally is we need the politicians that we need to vote right we need to vote the right um politicians that are going to make the that are climate champions um you know and in in uh, I'm sorry, but you know <laughs> i I feel like maybe we just need some younger politicians and some new some new blood in these in these um uh, in these legislative bodies that um you know have a future to think about right because you know they're they're gonna be voting for you know things that you know are gonna affect them, and so i I think that that is like one of the main ways, and then one of the other ways is too is like. Doing what, doing what I believe everybody is currently doing right now, which is they're switching over to getting electric vehicles. They are putting solar on top of their home. I mean, they are in, in, instinctively, uh, most of society is like moving in this direction. Almost all of society is moving in this direction. And 70% of Republicans, 70% of Democrats want renewable energy. Uh, it's just that 20% that we don't know how to get there. And and so, you know, I think it's just continuously recycling, continuously making those little moves that, you know, when you add them all up, really make a big difference. Right. And, and like I said, one of the most important things is to vote in climate champions. I don't care who it is. If they don't have like on their one of their priorities, either number one or number two, um, you know, that uh, uh, cl- climate change is one of their priorities. I'm not voting for them. Sorry. So mm-hmm. it, it, if that isn't one of your priorities then you're not going to get my vote. So I think that's one of the main ways to do it Robert honestly. But there was a good there was a good segment John Stewart did a good segment on climate change. Yeah. He really tackled this problem that you know it's called the problem with John Stewart.
1: And <laughs> yeah.
5: It was a really good show because it really showed the complexity of the problem, right? It's not right. just like you buy an electric vehicle, you put solar, and that's all you gotta do. There's so much more to this that, that 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 needs to be dealt with. But um, but systemically, I think as for like for you as an individual, vote in climate champions.
1: Right, and you know, turn off your stuff. You know, one of the funniest thing, not the funniest, the weirdest things is we're really recycling more than ever really saving more energy than ever but we really aren't because everything's plugged in whether it's a cell phone i mean this is different than it was 20 years ago we plug in so many things now that we didn't 20 years ago it's insane
5: yeah and robert like you know the the previous person that owned my town the the, the person i bought the town my town home from um their their bill was like uh, like 180 dollars a month, 160 dollars a month, something like that. It was right there. That's what they told me, and I just unplug things. Like, but you know, I'm educated in this in this in this area. I used, you know, like you know, uh, what, those, those power strips, right? Right. And and I'm telling you, Robert, my my bill is like 80 dollars a month. You know, yeah. I mean, and sometimes it goes lower than that. So i mean it it really it it, you think about that it's that easy i'm saving a hundred dollars a month just just because i un i i put i took things out of the socket right right and and that's really that simple so i mean if people could just do that unplug some of their appliances you'll be amazed at how much uh energy you can save because it's still drawing energy right when you have that when you have that that um that microwave plugged in it's still drawing energy
1: yep definitely hey robert thanks for stopping in great to see you as always we've missed you i'm glad you could come on monday you are listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake and that was robert blake with solar bear with the solar news we'll be right back after this short break stay with us
3: Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong. Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? The emotional? Physical? They all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong? Think about it. They all hold the hate. Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate? Think about it sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
5: The Senior Linkage Line is a free statewide service of the Minnesota Board on Aging, helping older Minnesotans and caregivers find answers and connect to services and supports. Questions about Medicare, transportation, looking to move to senior housing, overwhelmed with prescription drug plans? Call the senior linkage line at 800 333 2433 or visit trellisconnects.org where we help people optimize well being as they age. That's trellisconnects.org.
0: You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Aha! <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
0: How- How-
1: I had to do it to get that right there. So we got a, we, we just got a message, Ogma, that we got to get going here and end the show quick because uh, Zoe's got to go pick up uh, his her sister. So we got to <laughs> talk really fast. Talk um, really
2: fast for the last 10 minutes. I think we can
1: yeah. manage that. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, real interesting. And I think, uh, with r- talking with Robert here and, um, we bring it up all the time, and it was interesting what he had to say is uh, voting and voting and, uh, you know, the Green New Deal and things like that with uh, hemp mm-hmm. batteries uh, to make sense. So you're not, uh, I don't know, Zoe, you were calling it something, what were you calling it, greenwashing? I never heard that mm-hmm. term before. What is that exactly?
3: Yeah, um Greenwashing is a tactic that we're seeing happen a lot more lately um, in regards to renewable energy or trying to become less dependent on fossil fuels. Um, and it's just the idea that, you know, companies are promoting um, these alternative things like lithium batteries um, and saying that they're going to be good for the environment when really there's actually some really real and um, important factors of them that contribute to more climate change um you know like mining in indigenous lands so an ogama can speak to it too for sure
2: yeah, um, greenwashing is basically where they make it sound like it's a, it's a sustainable option. It's a green option when really it's not, just like Zoe said. And one of those big things is, uh, you know, electric cars and the whole electric car thing using the lithium batteries. You know, you have to mine for the lithium. You have to mine for the um, copper. You have to mine for the nickel. You have to mine for these rare metals that are used to make these batteries. The same batteries are actually in your cell phones as well. Um, so, you know, those people who like to really upgrade every time a new cell phone comes out, um, you know, that's, that's adding to, to that problem, but hemp batteries are a really, um, good solution. Um, hemp batteries can last eight times longer, uh, than lithium batteries. And that's according to, uh, Andrea Northey, who published a paper on hemp batteries, uh, in just July of last year from the university of Wisconsin, Madison, wow.
3: um,
2: and talked about how the power of hemp batteries um, could really uh, make a, a big um, a big hit in, you know, Tesla's, Tesla's got a new million mile battery that's made from lithium iron phosphate. And it's supposed to last twice as long as conventional lithium ion batteries. And um, lithium iron phosphate is technically more abundant and cheaper than lithium ion. Um, but it really, it still can't compete with hemp. Um, hemp is still eight times more powerful than a lithium ion battery, which I'm assuming is probably at least between four and six, eight times, four and six times more powerful than a lithium, lithium iron phosphate, if it's only double the life of a lithium ion. So, um, they've been, they'd be able to make, it's called graphene is what it's called. And they'd be Hmm. able to make that for like a thousandth of the price, uh, of what, lithium is costing right now um so why people like uh tesla are not investing in this is just kind of beyond me um
1: follow the know. money
2: you well, know yeah exactly well come i
1: gotta i gotta jump in here too um so uh bob blake from red lake brought up uh john stewart and i don't know if you've seen uh on tiktok or 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 uh or i think he's on apple tv uh what he said about uh 70% of uh of this carbon is caused by these big companies and they're the ones mm-hmm. behind pushing everything from uh recycling you know and then the the narrative uh, blames us as consumers as the ones that are causing all this uh all this carbon and our carbon footprint and all that, where it's really big business and that's really uh, doing harm to the environment. And and it's weird how the psychology has gone on, Oguma.
2: You know, I, I, I go back and forth on this one because you're right. The amount of pollution that you as an individual person or as a family or even as a community are producing in general, I mean, there may be some outliers, is just not... Um, It's not going to make a dent in the level of pollution that's happening in the world. Even if you go to zero waste and you have no emissions in your individual life, we have to ask these companies to go to zero emissions, to not just greenwash and try to make things, quote unquote, carbon neutral. That's like carbon neutral. The way I explain it to people is bogus because it's like saying I ate a vegetable. So that means I can have a Twinkie. And that hey, they somehow cancel each other out, and that those wait calories are gonna are gonna disappear because you ate celery before your Twinkie. That's not how it works. That's not how carbon works. That's not how it works in the atmosphere. But on the other hand of that, the other ha the other side of that coin is that these companies will not stop producing these these materials, these plastic silverwares, these plastic cups, these throwaway things, unless people stop buying them. Right. So you. You have to put your money where your mouth is and to kind of demand these companies and go, no, I'm not buying styrofoam plates. I don't want styrofoam takeout containers. I don't want plastic straws. And to stop buying these products. But those companies are in – and at no point are their pocketbooks, um, you know, being made uh, strained enough for them to consider those types of alternatives. So we really, really have to push these
1: companies. We all know how Wendy is, and she'll let the restaurant know – if we get a styrofoam container, she'll let them know. And she's changed. And I think if people bring it up, if they're going out to eat and uh, and, and they're getting this to-go thing that's a styrofoam and that won't break down for 10,000 years, that they should uh, demand paper or or something uh, that's uh, biodegradable. And uh, speaking up, though, I think is is what you need to do, right?
2: Yeah, I think for a lot of people and, you know, kind of wrapping your head around those timelines, too, when you think about like I, I try to think about this every time I need to go into a gas station and I'm thirsty and I don't have my water bottle with me. And I look at a bottle of water and I go, am I thirsty enough to let that bottle of water live on this planet for another 400 years after I'm gone? Is that worth, is my thirst right now worth 400 years of pollution on this planet? And you have to start asking those questions in your daily life as you're doing your shopping and doing those things. And, um, you know, asking even your grocery stores, you know, my grocery store, I've mentioned to them several times when they have some produce that they may be like a head of cauliflower or broccoli that they break some of the parts off of to, you know, try to try to sell what's still usable they they they're trying to not be wasteful but then they take the part that's still usable and strap it to a styrofoam pad and wrap it in plastic wrap and i'm like you could just you know put a rubber band and a price tag on it you don't have to you waste all that you know because it really is a waste
1: well that's crazy um so i mean weird things have happened you know i'm a boomer here and you guys don't boo me here i'll I'll applaud the boomer (laughs) of me but uh um you know when I was young, we uh used to bring back bottles you know uh and get money for them and so if you know a pack of cigarettes was twenty eight cents if I could get back like five bottles, I could buy a, a pack of smokes back in the day you know um and now there is no it's all plastic and it's all it's all bad for you, but you know why aren't we doing the things that we used to do that worked you know mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. What a show. Oh, Oguma, Pinagigi for the news. It was uh, great having you on, as always, Zoe, to get the perspective of, uh, what is it, Gen Z? Yes. All right. Well, right, we'll say that. Uh, hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and vote, vote, vote. Free Leonard Peltier. Now!